WLEW Sports Network presents the Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Rochelle Ramsey, and Dan Banky. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri Valley Services. We've cut 10 degrees from the thermometer, flipped the calendar to another month, and now we remove three players from the field. Tonight, the spotlight shines bright on eight-player football as the Deckerville Eagles host the Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart Irish. Good evening from the banks of the Black River in Deckerville, Michigan. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, and I'm your host, Clark Ramsey, for tonight's broadcast. Alongside of me, as always, is a true professional. He even has a license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hanson. Thank you, Clark. Happy to be here, and it's a, it's a beautiful day in Deckerville, and I'm happy to be here for their first game of the season. One week of the regular season is already in the books, and the road to the state championship is one stop closer. Labor Day may still be in front of us, yet our area teams are starting to hone in on their season's goals and get in position to be in position. Tonight, we have two-storied and winning rich programs going head-to-head. No question about it. should be a great matchup. It's been a minute since Mount Pleasant's had some really good seasons, but we know Deckerville has made some runs the last few years, hoping they can start a good stretch this year starting tonight. The Deckerville Eagles are coming off of a 4-3 and three season in which they sustained a lot of injuries and made it to the playoffs. But Bill Brown and his Eagles are not just satisfied getting to the playoffs. It's a state champions or bust mentality, and the Deckerville Eagles have the motivation to make another deep playoff run. And for them, it all starts tonight. And that's the mentality. That's what it takes to be a championship team. They stay hungry, and that's what's kept the Eagles in the postseason making deep runs year in and year out. Deckerville's opponent tonight has had quite the bus ride traveling all the way from Mount Pleasant, Michigan tonight. Sacred Heart Academy made the journey east, and they come with a potent offense in tow. They can pass the ball. They can run the ball. They can enter this evening coming off of a 38-22 victory over Misik last week. And it all starts with an outstanding quarterback. He's very athletic, can make all the throws. Deckerville's defense is going to have to make him uncomfortable if they want to stick around and win this game. Coming up in the next 55 minutes, we'll look at other area games, host our media round table, and take a deep dive into the game of the week. Mount Pleasant, Sacred Heart at Deckerville on the WLW Sports Network. WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Anchor Valley Services. DS Services of Cass City for all of your grain handling needs. Kotick Radiator in Air Conditioning of Maddox. Rainey's Hunting Center, 269 Guns. The Here and Daily Tribune, home of the Prep Zone. North Star Bank, guiding the way. Here in Auto Parts, Countryside Sales and Service. Absey Fear Home of Deckerville. Stone Insurance Agency of Deckerville. And Sure Health. Better health, better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Agar Valley Services and the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to agarvalleyservices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast is a copyrighted presentation of the WLW Sports Network. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction without the express written consent of Thumb Broadcast Incorporated is strictly, strictly prohibited. prohibited. If you think back to what you were doing last year at this time, well... It was one year ago tomorrow, September 3rd, the 2020 football season was officially reinstated. 
The MHSA Council approved the move after Executive Order 176 lifted restrictions on contact sports being played. The first games were not played until September 18th with a shortened six weeks regular season before the playoffs with an extra week added in. Ironically, had the season started on time, but with a still shortened regular season, it's likely the playoffs could have been completed before the shutdown in mid-November. But as we all know, hindsight is 2020. But we just described the last 19 months of our lives. Speaking of 2020 vision, it's my broadcast partner for 10 years to the right of me, Dave Hanson. Uh, it's good to be here, Clark. And uh, like I said, we've uh, so far things have been off to a good start, and I hope to keep it that way. And the field is always uh, in great shape here, and I think we're going to have an outstanding football game today. Our director of sports information, Doug Cole, is no stranger to the town of Deckerville, which is a statement I don't think Doug Cole would have ever thought about saying nine years ago before joining our broadcast team. Each and every week since 2013, Doug Cole runs the roads from Livonia, Michigan, to handle all the offensive and defensive stats for us during the game. Doug, I'm sure the village of Deckerville was excited to see you roll back in town tonight. Well, I was really excited. Uh, Deckerville's uh, probably one of the probably the top three uh, favorite places to visit here in the Thumbs, so I'm excited for a great game. What are the top two? I'm curious. I say Harbor Beach has got to be up there to number one. And okay. I don't know. You know, it's, there's a lot of great. I, I love USA. I love the western part of the Thumbs, so those are probably my uh, top three. Okay. Interesting. Uh, well, where'd you stop on the right up? So I stopped right here in downtown Deckerville. The uh, place uh, was called Silver Tavern. Uh, it's a um, sm- small little um, small little bar, but it was uh, really good. It had a burger and fries. Does it get the Doug Cole seal of approval? Absolutely. Oh, thank goodness. The <laughs> Doug Cole seal of approval and dining with Doug can continue for another week. And to our far right tonight is our world-renowned director of visual data, or more commonly known as a spotter, Dan Benke. If memory holds me correctly, I do believe this is Dan Benke's first time at Deckerville with us, and frankly, maybe the first time back in this field since his Greater Thumb Conference playing days. Dan was expected to be here by game time, but somehow he flew here about an hour early, and it's good to have Dan Benke with us here tonight. Thanks, Clark. Uh, yeah, this is my first time since uh, 2000, no, not even 2000, probably maybe 98 and uh, i was telling clark that the booth on the opposite side of the field there was just a small little booth on the opposite side of us so i'm glad to be here first eight eight man football team to watch so try not to date yourself on the air if you don't want to but uh (laughs) you're absolutely right they've made some uh, great improvements here for the booth it's 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 a pretty cozy one for sure yeah and rochelle ramsey our director of game data analytics did not make the trip tonight uh, based on her new contract negotiations, every time it seems that she takes me to the cleaners with her demands. Regardless, though, we will try our best to fill the void of her essential stats and give you a clear picture of how the game is unfolding tonight. I'm sure, uh, you know, over the weekend she'll she'll have lots of critiquing and paperwork to fill out after this game, so I'm sure she stays busy. Well, she's my big, biggest critic on air. I'm not surprised. No. And probably <laughs> off the air, too. Tonight is just the third time that Deckerville and Sacred Heart have ever squared off on the gridiron. Deckerville made the jump to eight-player football in 2012, winning the state championship in that first year. Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart made the switch in 2018 after 10 straight years of making the playoffs in 11-player football, and currently the series is split at one apiece. And it's only fitting. Again, two very rich history, storied uh, schools with lots of playoff uh, history, championships, you name it. So it's only fitting that a game will – it's been pretty hard to predict. We've been talking about it all week, that they might as well be in a series of 1-1 to break that tie. 
The 2021 football season is well underway, and we shine a bright light on eight-player football tonight. Sacred Heart at Deckerville on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Up next, we'll have our media roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network being powered by Inger Valley Services. Listen to the WLW Sports Network in more ways than ever before. Tune to Sports Radio 1021. Download the Cruise 102 app on your Ampler Android device. Listen live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. And now listen to all of our replays in podcast form. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. It's now time for the Media Roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the latest models from Chevrolet, look no further than Thompson Chevrolet and Ubley. Find new roads. Join me tonight via text message from the Heron County View, the newest kicker for the Detroit Lions, Paul P. Adams. Our in-game analyst for WLW Sports, Dave Hanson, the top spotter in Heron County, Dan Banky, and our back-to-back media roundtable champion, Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole. Through the end of the regular season and actually broadcast season in total, we will keep score of our game's predictions. When that time comes, we will deem a media roundtable winner. Last week... The impossible happened. Paul P. Adams secured his first victory in at least two years, and we'll see if he can make up for lost time in week number two. Oh, I'll make sure that changes. <laughs> I, man. I will yeah, s- go back to my last killer over here. I will say this. It was, it was a great pick, and, and the Bad Axe Hatchets put on a heck of a performance last week. They certainly elevated themselves to a team you must watch out for the rest of the year. Well, so how it works, each media representative picks a winner and a final score for tonight's feature game of the WLW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Paul won last week, he will go last. And I'm not saying Paul's nervous, but he has yet to send in his pick. He's going to listen to the other three guys here's their picks, and then Paul will message us. But if he is five seconds late, it is a default. He loses. We move on. So <laughs> no he, question knows, about he knows it. the rules. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> All right. So tonight's order is Dave Hansen leading off, followed by Dan Vanke, Doug Cole, and then last week's winner, Paul P. Adams. Dave Hansen, the tea is yours. Well, I'm going to st- steal a page right out of my old buddy Paul's playbook this week. Uh, last week, he said it best. When you go first, you have to you have to go outside the box a little bit, and that's what I'm going to do because I'm going to commit the cardinal sin, and I'm going to pick against the home team, the Deckerville Eagles. Give me Mount Pleasant in a shootout 40-28. to 40 to 28. You're taking Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart by 12 points. I'm I'm banking on a high-powered offense. I, again, I do something different. I'm committing a cardinal sin. I know that. Doesn't your place of employment live in Deckerville? That's correct. Okay, all right. Just checking. <laughs> Just checking. Dan Banky. Well, I'm uh, I'm going to stick with the home team here, and uh, my first time watching an eight-man uh, game, so I'm don't know really how to predict the score. Um, so I'm going to go with Deckerville, a little bit bigger, but a shootout, like Dave said, 38 to 20. 38 to 20. So you're saying 18 points in favor of the Deckerville Eagles right. here on their home turf. Doug Cole. Boy, I, you know what? I've been going back and forth on this game, but I just you just can never pick against um, the Deckerville Eagles. They always uh, come through. I think it's going to be a shootout as well. I'm going to go with Deckerville, 40, uh, 44, uh, Mount Pleasant, Sacred Heart, 33. 43, 44 to 33, yeah. 11 points in favor of the Deckerville Eagles at home. 
And now Paul P. Adams. He's on the clock. He's on the clock. <laughs> and we are waiting for Paul P. Adams' pick to come in here. All right, start the five-second countdown. <laughs> <laughs> this sound feels like the NFL draft suddenly here. <laughs> but, so we have Dave Hanson, De- Sacred Heart, 40-28. to 28, Dan Banky, Deckerville, 38-20. to 20, And then Doug Cole taking Deckerville, 44-33. to 33. And here's Paul. It says, he, it, just putting his number out there. Just saying, Deckerville, 42. Sacred Heart, 18. So a big victory for the Deckerville Eagles, according to Paul P. Adams. And I think he might be sitting pretty as well, uh, based, of course, in that number four seat. So, gentlemen, good luck. We have one taking Sacred Heart, Dave Hansen, and then three taking Deckerville. Dan Banky taking Deckerville by 18. Doug Cole taking Deckerville by 11. And Paul P. Adams taking Deckerville by 24. He has the high there. So I think the rules all solid picks, gentlemen. Good luck to you. All right, let's take a look at other area games. We'll start out in eight-player football. In the NCTL Stars, we have three games going on, three NCTL Stripes games, and then two crossover games in week number two of the regular season. Kingston at Genesee. Kingston looking for the first win of the year. Genesee 1-0. Genesee uh, in a heck of a ball game last week. Probably one of the more fun games to watch. They scored 22 points in the fourth quarter to come back and beat Mayville. Mayville always has been a good squad the last few years. Give me Genesee at home to win. Mayville at Morris. Morris at... Uh, 1-0, Mayville 0-1, Mayville first regular season loss since October 25th, 2019 last week. They lost some firepower, but Morris Morris has been one of the best teams in A-player football the last handful of years. So go with Morris there. Burton Atherton and Flint International, both teams 0-1. Give Burton Atherton on the road. Okay, all right, I like it. In the NCTL Stripes Division, these are the smaller schools of the North Central Thumb League. North Huron 1-0, Bay City All Saints 1-0, Warriors and Cougars. North Huron beat that Burton-Atherton team last week. Score wasn't as great as I thought. It would be 30-20, but they held Burton-Atherton to 147 yards. I'd like the Warriors to get the 2-0. Peck at Caseville, Peck 1-0, Caseville 0-1. Peck beat Akron Fairgrove 44-16 last week. Caseville lost 52-6, but scored in week one. They scored three total touchdowns last year. And probably more of the same. Take Peck in that game. Ashley at Akron Fairgrove, 1-0 versus 0-1. Go with the winning team there again. Take Ashley on the road. And Ashley beat Akron Fairgrove last year, 46-6. CPS at 0-1, New Haven Merritt at 0-1. The Tigers and Mustangs going head-to-head in New Haven tonight. CPS lost all Saints. 34-28 34-28 on the road last week. Yeah, and this is, this is a coin toss. Not sure which team I like better here. Give me uh, give me CPS on the road. I'm taking the Tigers as well in that one. In our final game, of course, in A-Player football, Sacred Heart in Deckerville. And the experts have spoken. Dave Hansen taking Sacred Heart 40-28. Dan Bangy taking Deckerville 30-20. Doug Cole taking Deckerville 44-33. And Paul P. Adams taking Deckerville 42-18 by 24 points. Moving along... Paul's already regretting. He said he should have gone by 20 points, not 24. <laughs> well, that's what you have for waiting too long, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good to have Paul back in in the booth here when, uh, next week. At, well, now we're Lakers, Kansas City, so we're not sure if he'll be there or not. But anyway, let's move along to 11-player football. In the Greater Them East, this is the classic Greater Them Conference schedule now. Three in the East, three in the West, one East and West team playing crossover. Harbor Beach and K-Pack. Bo- uh, K-Pack, 1-0, Harbor Beach 0-1. You don't say that all too often down in K-Pack. No, and I think uh, law of averages come back together here. Harbor Beach, second half, they, they kind of figured themselves out a little bit. Second half of the Baddocks game, it was a little bit too late, but I wouldn't want to be K-Pack this week. Harbor Beach wins. 
And Harbor Beach, this is their first time starting 0-1 since 2015. That year, they started the season 0-4 before finishing 4-5. They won four of their last five games. Sandusky and Marlette both winless. Sandusky lost to Nouvelle 21-6. Marlette scored first against Reese, but then trailed at the half 17-7. Lost 43-27 to the Rockets. Sandusky at Marlette. This is an interesting game, too. I'm going to go with a little bit of an upset pick, I feel, here. I'm going to go with Marlette at home. I just don't know if I believe in what Sandusky has yet. They're very young, and numbers are very low. I was just going to say numbers are very low. I'm hearing 14, 15, maybe, and varsity currently, so hopefully they can stay healthy throughout the entire season. Brown City at Memphis, both teams 0-1. Uh, Brown City. Moving along. Yes. In the Greater Thumb Conference <laughs> crossover game, we have the Elkin Pigeon Bayport Lakers at Ubley, and I do believe this game is tomorrow night, Friday, the eve of Labor Day weekend at 7 p.m. Uh, this is a great test for both teams, but that game is in Ubley, and I just think stable coaching, the fundamentals are down, they're – Lakers trying to incorporate that new offense. I don't think it, uh, the Bearcats will have too much trouble. They'll win this game, but I'll be interested to see if Lakers can hang around. This is the first time playing each other, Ubley and Lakers, since the 2016 playoffs. Ubley won that one 52-22 in a win, and then they made it all the way to the state semifinals before losing to Paloma Westphalia. In the Greyertham West, Cass City at Bad Axe. Cass City 0-1, Bad Axe 1-0. Give me the hatchets. I saw everything I needed to see last week. Give me the hatchets. Uh, Keaton Brown's uh, great. I think they're going to incorporate Minehold more. I think they're going to get McPhee involved in the passing game a little more, take a little bit of load off uh, Keaton Brown, but uh, absolutely outstanding. That front line, that front seven, uh, they mo- did their job last week. I think they're going to do it again this week. I have a trade opportunity, or I should say just an offer to Cass City and Bad Axe. Of course, both teams co-champs in the Greater Than West last year. Cass City felt that they deserved the entire Greater Than West because they didn't play each other last year. Bad Axe, of course, feels that they're also co-champs. Double or nothing tonight. Whoever wins tonight gets last year's conference championship. Oh, boy. Uh, I, I'm going to say something that's probably not right, but I think Cass City would have won last year, and I yes. think Bad Axe will win this year. So I don't know how many people <laughs> go for that, but you know Cass City has the chip on their shoulder. They wanted to play anybody who would take them last year, but this year it's all about the hatchets. They're, they're the story of the season so far. Bad Axe has not started the season 2-0 and since 2001, 20 years ago, when they beat Croslex 41-14, and then Saginaw Valley Lutheran 57-14. Finish the year at seven and three that season. USA at Carroll, both teams zero and one. I'm gonna take USA. I just like that coaching staff, and they they always seem to figure it out and play teams tough. So give me USA. USA is two and one versus Carroll since Carroll joined the Greertham Conference in 2018. Their only loss to Carroll comes back in 1993 when they lost 38 to 22. In the final game in the Greertham West, Reese at Vassar, both teams one and zero. Vassar won last week against Otisville Lakeville. That was their first win since October 25th, 2019, when they beat Otisville Lakeville. In 2020, Vassar finished 0-7. Their last non-Lakeville victory was 2017 when they defeated Bad Axe 40-24, and that was 33 games ago. Yeah, I think that streak's going to continue. Give me Reese on the road. So Reese at 1-0, Vassar at 1-0. It's 6:26. We are 34 minutes away from kicking off eight-player football in week number two, the Deckerville Eagles. At home for the first time this season, hosting the Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart Academy, the Irish are in town. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. When we return, we'll take a look at those fighting Irish right here on Sports Radio 1021 in live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, and Dan Banky with your call from Deckerville, Michigan. 
You're listening to the WLW Sports Network Game of the Week. The Deckerville Eagles hosting the Sacred Heart Irish in week number two of the regular season. The final week before Labor Day football is then upon us. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, and Dan Banky with your call tonight from the banks of the Black River here in Santa County in Deckerville, Michigan. Beautiful night for football. Always love coming back here to Deckerville. It's a beautiful booth, a beautiful tower, beautiful field. Everything about this place just makes you smile. It's it's been the home of some great football, and deservingly so. They have to look the part, and they sure do a great job out here. Well, the Deckerville Eagles are hosting the Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart Academy Irish tonight, and you have to go all the way back to 2003, 18 years ago, for the last time that the Sacred Heart Academy in Mount Pleasant finished below the 500 mark in football. They've made the playoffs 15 of the last 17 years, and then they made the jump to eight-player football for the 2018 season, going 7-3 and three in that very first year. John Ruggles has overseen the program since that point and has led the Irish to a 19-9 record ever since. They enter tonight with a 1-0 record and looking for their second win against the Deckerville Eagles, currently splitting one win and one loss. And like you said, Coach John Ruggles, 19-9. Uh, he was a, a graduate of the 1989 class. He was on Great the staff. It was a wonderful year. Uh, he was on the staff since 2013, and he played at Alma for four years, did some arena football for a couple of years, and uh, was a coach at Ferris State University in 2011 and 2012. So that's a pretty cool stat for him. Like like many small schools and similar to the other side of the ball tonight, it's a family affair. John Ruggles' son just so happens to be the quarterback for the Irish and has held that position for the last three seasons. He was All-State two years ago at quarterback and All-NCTL first-team quarterback for the 2020 season, passing for nearly 2,000 yards in just nine games. That's right. Gabe Ruggles would be the, would be the quarterback's uh, name senior. 2020, he was 103 of 146 passing. That's just under 70% completion percentage on the year. 1,900 yards officially in 29 TDs. Oh, he ran in four touchdowns and had 250 yards rushing as well. Had a great week last week. He had 11 carries, 84 yards, 11 of 15 passing, right on that 68% completion mark, buck 50 and a score. He's the guy this offense runs through. He can scramble. He's athletic. He's got all the tools. That's the guy that Deckerville's going to have to key on tonight. I think the most impressive stat of last year in 2020, he threw the ball 146 times, just two interceptions in those 146 attempts. Sacred Heart lost their number one receiver to graduation, Luke Predom, who brought in 46 catches for 1,200 yards and 20 touchdowns a season ago. They also lost three of their linemen in Ben Wilson, Michael Gillespie, and Spencer Moore, not to mention their all-NCTL kicker, Wyatt Owen. But don't let that fool you. The Irish have plenty of offensive firepower ready to go for tonight's game against Deckerville. A couple underclassmen you're going to want to keep an eye on. 13 is Aiden Halliday. He's a sophomore. And Caden Rose, another sophomore. Uh... They're guys that are going to get a ton of carries. I think Aiden Holiday may be the starting running back, the guy that's going to get the bulk of the carries. Uh, last week he had 13 carries against Misik for 145 yards and a score. Uh, he actually caught 24 passes as a freshman, so that kind of a versatile back, can do it all, the movement around. Uh, those are going to be the guys you're going to want to keep an eye on. Brady Groose is the other one, but Muller the lead fullback, short yardage situation guy. And, of course, Caden Rose also running back uh, last week, three carries for 14 yards and one score. In that game against Misik, they had a three-headed monster on defense between Caden Rose, Jason Bogue, and Dan Kristreffa. They counted for a total of 23 tackles and two turnovers. That's right. Caden Rose had an interception, and uh, 
Kastreva. Oh, Kastreva, you caught me. You knew it was coming. Yep. Kastreva actually forced a fumble, had a couple sacks. All three of these guys had eight tackles. They were all over the field. So on defense, they're the focal point. But Deckerville, though, that doesn't really bother them. They're kind of a power-eye offense. They're going to go right at them and be happy with that wing-T style of mentality of give me three or four yards, and just when they least expect it, they'll play action pass over the top. And a big shout-out and thanks to Shelly over at Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart. I called over there today for some pronunciation. She walked me through the entire roster, and Kostreva, Kostreva, excuse me, is how we decided how his name was pronounced this year. Apparently, it's kind of myriaded around and marinated a few different pronunciations over the years. We have a few of those. Exactly. It depends on what side of 19 you are, what side of 142. We have a few of those names, too. But, uh, yeah, shout out to her. And, uh, you know, if school ever comes up with any extra money, I vote her for a pay raise. <laughs> no question about it. As I explained, it's I was surprised to hear that there's a Polish Catholic at Sacred Heart. Very surprising there. The last time Sacred Heart played the Eagles, it was a 40-6 to loss right here in Deckerville for Sacred Heart. They won their first matchup in 2018 in Mount Pleasant, 22-12. to We are just 25 minutes away from kickoff. Sacred Heart and Deckerville. Keep locked on Sports Radio 1021. Home for your high school football, the WLW Sports Network being powered by Agar Valley Services. Week number two finds us in Deckerville, Michigan on the WLW Sports Network. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Bank with your call. From Deckerville, Michigan is the Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart Academy. Irish are in town taking on the Deckerville Eagles. Since 1993, Michigan has had four governors. The United States has had five presidents. And we've had seven Summer Olympic Games played. But for the last 29 years, the village of Deckerville has had just one football coach. And that would be the MHSFCA Hall of Fame coach, Bill Brown. He's led the Eagles to the playoffs 25 times, won a state championship in 2012, and in his 304 games as head coach, Bill Brown's teams have won 224 times. That's a winning percentage of over 73%. That's right, Coach Brown, 224 and 89 overall. He said 73% winning percentage in the playoffs, 25 of his 29 years coaching, 89% of the time he leads his team to at least a playoff berth. He's won 16 conference titles, five districts, six regionals, two runners-up, and he's got a state championship ring to boot. Just two losing seasons in 29 years, dating back to 1994 and 2004. The Eagles have soared for the last three decades, and not many teams come into Deckerville and leave with a victory. This season, Deckerville is already 1-0, it depends who you ask, for this year, and they haven't even played a down of football yet. Their opponent last week, all the way down in Auburn Hills against Oakland Christian, had to forfeit due to a lack of officials, so the Eagles are technically undefeated. But the MHSA is now saying that there's no game due to no refs. I like to think they're 1-0. Leading the way, though, for the Eagle offense this year is no doubt number nine, Ethan Bowerman. Yeah, household name, Ethan Bowerman. Uh, he's going to play a little end as well, but 160-pound uh, senior. He'll get the first shot at quarterback. You, you may see some dual-threat quarterback action here, but all-state first-team athlete. Uh, Mayville, he had 278 yards and four TDs. That was his best game. Interesting to see how this two-man quarterback system will work. You don't see it very often. It doesn't always work, but it depends on the situation. But uh, Coach Brown's always got a plan, and I think he's going to use that as leverage 
to try and throw off opposing defenses. And I can't wait to see how he mixes these guys in tonight. But the Deckerville Eagles are not a one-trick pony this year. Willie Brown, son of head coach Bill Brown, returns to the tailback position this season after filling in at fullback last year due to a mounting list of injuries. Last week, he returned to three kickoffs for touchdowns and had a heck of a junior year in total. Deckerville's returns a strong core of their line this year as well, led by six foot four, two hundred and thirty-five pound senior Carson Benji at center, and then six foot six, two sixty pound Derek Osborne at one end of the line. On the other side of the line would be junior tight end Connor Palmer at six foot two, two hundred and fifteen pounds. And then to top it all off this year, they return their other quarterback this season in Cameron Stone. That's right. Cameron Stone will get some action at quarterback. Uh, his best game last year was at Genesee when he ran for two D TDs and passed for two TDs. Uh, also, Willie, Willie Brown's had a couple of great games, too. Last year against New Haven Merritt, he ran for 134 yards and four TDs. Oh, and returned a kickoff for a TD as well. And against Mayville, he, he led the team in rushing with 142 yards and a score. So it would be interesting to see – how the timeshare affects things. But one thing for sure, Willie Brown's going to get some carries. And uh, if they're not careful, he can break one at any time. He's got that kind of power and speed. And speaking of defense, brother to head coach Bill Brown would be associate head coach and in charge of the defense, Dan Brown. Last year, the Eagles allowed 39 points a game on defense. Somewhat of an anomaly for this program, but Dan Brown is a man with a plan and has the personnel to return back to their hard-hitting defensive ways. I think so. Back to basics. They, they got some size. They got some speed. Uh, Tyler Knowles, a guy that when we talk to them, that, that's a guy to keep an eye on. He's only 5'11", 150-pound senior, but undersized but aggressive is the term that they were using for some of these guys. And I, gotta, I love that. But keep in mind, they had a ton of injuries last year. Just so many of them. But... This team is always fundamentally sound. They're in the same uh, category as, like, the Albany Bearcats and usually your Hard Beach Pirates. You take a look at some of those teams that are fundamentally solid. The Deckerville Eagles are right there, which makes them tough week in and week out. Tonight is Deckerville's first time in the gridiron for the year. We'll see what they can do against Sacred Heart in just 16 minutes. It's all right here on the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services. As the crow flies, 102 miles separates Sacred Heart Academy in Mount Pleasant and Deckerville High School. For those making the journey from the home campus of Central Michigan, tonight's game, it would be a two-hour and five-minute journey without stops, covering 107 miles of roadway. In regards to school size, there are just 103 Irish enrolled at Sacred Heart compared to 173 students at Deckerville High School, according to the MHSA's numbers. So if going by student enrollment, it's Deckerville by 70 students. Tonight marks just the third time in history that the Irish and Eagles have played against each other in football. The previous two games taking place in 2018 and 2019 with each taking one victory. Deckerville the most recent in 2019, 40 to 6 at home and then Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart in 2018 at home, 22 to 12. Last year's game was canceled due to COVID-19 shortening the regular season. Last year, Sacred Heart averaged 47 points on offense, the third best offense in the NCTL. Deckerville scored 42.7. That'd be fourth best. And if Warren 1 were to determine tonight's predictions by using last year's offensive averages, which I would highly advise against, it would be Sacred Heart by 4.3. 
Defensively, in 2020, Sacred Heart boasted the best defense of all 16 NCTL teams, allowing just 13.6 a game. Deckerville had some tough sledding, though, allowing over 39 points per contest last season. And based on last year's averages on defense, it's Sacred Heart by 25.5 points. Las Vegas has set their line for the game. They're confident in that line unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University in Brashad Perriman Sports Wagering Department said after factoring in all possibilities, stats, injuries, weather, and location, the spread for tonight's game sits at Sacred Heart 7.5 points. Tonight is the 245th day of the year, meaning there are just 120 days until New Year's Eve. Dave, have any plans? I think we're going to go to Dan's house this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't asked him yet. Okay, we'll, we'll find talk out. Later. Yeah, we'll chat later. We'd like to say hello and greetings to all of our listeners of all ages tonight, from those listening to perhaps their first ever football game to those who lost count a long time ago. A special welcome goes out to all of our veterans who served this great country at one time or another. Which, Dave, that leads me to this week's trivia question. This week's topic. World War II. Oh, all right. Okay. Let's do it. At least you've heard of this topic. <laughs> Let's it was do on, it. it was on this date in 1945. The formal and unconditional surrender of Japan took place, bringing an official end to the world's most devastating war in history. General and Supreme Commander of the Allied Powers in the Pacific Theater, Douglas MacArthur, oversaw the 20-minute ceremony with over 250 Allied warships anchored in Tokyo Bay. Dave, my question to you is what ship hosted the formal Japan surrender ceremony? It should be like once a season. I should get to phone a friend because I I know John John Mooney would know the answer to Uh this. Uh, So I'm going to take my best shot at a a popular warship, and I'm going to go with the USS Arizona. Oh, no. If you think that that's sunk in Pearl Harbor. (laughs) Not quite. USS Missouri, in fact. It was one of the newest ships in the U.S. Navy, and it was named after President Harry S. Truman's home state, coincidentally. It was commissioned in June of 1944 and took part in the invasion of Iwo Jima in Okinawa before hosting the historic ceremony on second Sunday, September 2, 1945. The 887-foot USS Missouri actually survived a kamikaze attack with minimal damage due to it being constructed with a balance between firepower, structural integrity, and speed. The fastest Japanese warship at that time could reach a top speed of 27 knots. Dave, what was the top speed of the USS Missouri? Uh, well, it's got to be faster than that. They got away, so I'm going to go with uh, 35 knots. Uh, 33 knots. Close, though. Six knots, or really nearly seven miles per hour, faster than any Japanese warship. Its hull had 13 and a half inches of armor. She had nine 16-inch guns that had a range of 23 miles. And for those for reference, it could fire its main guns in Deckerville and hit a target in Bad Axe. And on top of that, had 12 5-inch guns for good measure. The USS Missouri, used in World War II, was actually the third Missouri commissioned for the U.S. Navy and is one of the longest-serving ships in the history of the Navy. How long was the USS Missouri in operational service? Uh, I'm going to say 60 years. Well, 51 total years, in fact. It was launched from the Brooklyn Naval Shipyard in 1944 and stayed in active duty through 1955 for the Korean War. Then in 1986, it was used in the Middle East, escorting Kuwaiti, uh, Q, uh, excuse me, Kuwait tankers in Operation Earnest Will and then for Operation Desert Storm, taking part in the Battle of Kavaji. You might recall the famous press conference from General Norman Schwarzkopf describing that battle. And speaking of firepower, Dave Hansen, what are your three keys to tonight's game? Well, let's start with the Deckerville Eagles. Uh, number one is they have to get pressure on the quarterback. They have to get after the quarterback, Ruggles. He's a playmaker. He's athletic. They're going to let him run. 
He's going to have free reign to make a decision at the line of scrimmage if they want to run, if they want to throw, where the pass is going. He's a senior. That's the guy they got to go after. If you're Mount Pleasant, doesn't matter the guy in front of you, but you have to win the battle in trenches. Deckerville will run right down your throats if you do not stop them. So looking, look for them to attempt to hang in there in the defensive line and try to get off the field. And the last thing for Deckerville is the other side of the ball. Run the football. Find ways to extend drives, get first downs, and the big play will come. And if that's the case, Deckerville will find themselves victorious by the time the game's over. We have the Deckerville marching band on the field. This feels good to have the marching bands back in the stands, back on the field this year after a year off due to COVID protocols. So we'll listen in to our PA announcer here and listen in to the sounds of high school football in the Thumb of Michigan. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Current conditions in Deckerville, Michigan are 67 degrees with sunny skies. They're calling for a 1% chance of rain this evening. Winds are out of the north, northeast, and 8 miles per hour and gusting up to 12. Visibility is at 10 miles. Barometric pressure is rising at 30.1 inches. The dew point is at 47 degrees. It feels like it's 67 degrees out. The humidity is at 53%. A beautiful fall night. Sunset is at 8.05 tonight. And we're currently in a waning crescent moon phase. Second favorite moon phase of the broadcast team here tonight. So I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful night for football. Sunrise today at 6.57, sunset at 8.05. That means on September 2nd, 2021, we lost 13. We have 13 hours and 8 minutes of daylight. We lost 21 minutes of daylight in just the last seven days. Coin toss. Sacred Heart won the toss. Elected to defer to the second half. Your officials tonight... Paul Bender is your referee, your umpire Mike Day. Headlinesman would be Tony Kubik, and your line judge would be Mike Delpierre. And they claim they are all from Argyle. So their population just tripled tonight because of this referee crew. Dave Hansen, first thoughts here from Deckerville, Michigan. Well, at least they had a pretty nice drive right across the, the way here. But uh, the last thoughts are, hey, these teams are ready to go. This is an important game for both of them to get off to a great start. Like I said, Deckerville, this is their first true action of the season. I know they want to come out strong and set the tone. Nobody's really talking about Deckerville this year. They're supposed to be down. They're not quite the same as what they used to be, all that stuff. And Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart is looking to make a name for themselves. Just been around an eight-player a couple years. So uh, the winner of this game is going to kind of put themselves on the map for the rest of the season, sort of put a target on their back. And uh, I, I'm expecting a physical, somewhat of a high-scoring contest today. But that's all right. That's what I came to see with some scores. And uh, let's see who wins at the end. 
Since Sacred Heart won the toss, he elected to defer. That means Deckerville will be on offense to start this ball game. And your offensive starters at quarterback Ethan Bowerman. He's a five foot eight, hundred and sixty pound senior. In the backfield, a tailback would be Willie Brown, son of Bill Brown, 5'11", 160-pound senior. Your fullback, 5'11", 145-pound senior. Fullback, number 17, Tyler Knoll. On your line, then center, Carson Benji. He's 6'4", 235 pounds, and a senior. On either side of him is guards, Nicholas Ramey and Christopher Kozel, 5'10", 160, junior. That'd be Kozel, 6'1", 210-pound senior, Nicholas Ramey. Your tight ends, Derek Osborne at 6'6", 260 pounds and only a junior. And the other tight end, that would be Connor Palmer at 6'2", 215 pound junior. For the Sacred Heart Irish offense, Gabe Ruggles, your quarterback, fullback, Brady Groose. Halfback, Aiden Halliday. Wide receiver, Caden Rose. Then your lineman would be center, Quinn Henkes. Your guards would be Dan Kostreva, Josiah Howell, as well as C.J. McMahon thrown in there as well beautiful night a little harvest going on on the second field from the field here tonight we have a, be- a beautiful field of beans and then beyond that early sugar beets are being harvested and yet that should have been the trivia question what's the sugar percentage of those sugar beets that are being harvested <laughs> I, I, actually i haven't had haven't had any reports on that so i'd have got that one wrong and i feel not good about that so but trust me if you try to sneak that one in next week i'll have an answer for or, you i'm asking the wrong hansen brother i think <laughs> yeah probably actually or at least the subprime rate of what the of those could be now um, there's some prime rates he would definitely know that's there we for go. sure well it's a we always enjoy coming down to deckerville here our Traveled down to Sandlack County, beautiful field. If you've not come out here and watched the game at Daggerville, there's just something about it. Field in pristine condition every single time we're here. Have the yellow flying D right in the middle of the field. Sun is behind us. Nice little breeze moving left to right, left to right across your radio tonight. Pristine white jerseys for the away team. Deckerville making it onto the field right now in their home maroon jerseys. Gold numbers, white outline, maroon helmets, maroon face masks with the flying D on only the right side. Beautiful night for football. Feels good to be back in the booth with, and, and I hate to even say this because I don't want to jinx ourselves for the rest of the year. It kind of feels normal. Oh, there's I that, know. There's I that, know. I there's said that, it. There's that word. There's it's that just, word again. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just not the same as what it used to be. And it's amazing how things change in a hurry. We just want things to be dull. Yeah. That's, dull I think that's all, that's all we want, dullness. Anyway, like we said, Sacred Heart will be kicking off from their own 40-yard line, the right side of your radio, kicking off right to left. Gabe Ruggles, he's quarterback, plays in the secondary, 6'3", 189-pound senior. And he also is the kicker for this team. I do believe that is, unless that's Aiden Halliday out there. I can only see one number there. That is number 13, Aiden Halliday. Halfback, inside linebacker, six foot two, 192-pound sophomore for the Irish. 12 minutes are on the clock. Deckerville still on the sidelines. Bill Brown, Dan Brown, head coach, associate head coach. Also assistants, Eric Burns, Will Stalker, and Lou Garza for the Deckerville Eagles. Very consistent program here. Very little turnover in the coaching ranks. And it shows on the scoreboard. Aiden Halliday has his hand up, ready to kick things off. Four white jerseys in front of him. Three behind him, kicking off right to left for Oscar Radio. Deep back for the Eagles, standing their own 15-yard line would be number nine, Ethan Bowerman and Willie Brown. And the bounces out of bounds at the 18-yard line. So this will result in a flag. 
And Deckerville will start their drive at their own 35-yard line, left to right across the radio, first and 10 for the Eagles. And just trying to keep it away from those kick returners. Uh, we know that uh, Willie Brown and, and Ethan Bowerman uh, certainly – Extremely athletic. You don't want them to make a big play on you to start this game. We, we mentioned a couple kick returns that happened last year. But, uh, oh, yes, kicking. And that's actually right. They're going to turn down that opportunity to take it 35 and make them kick it again. So, Deckerville trying to. Willie Brown last year took four touchdowns back, four, four kickoffs for a touchdown last year, trying to make this the first of this season. Of course, Deckerville did not have a game last week as they're going to be marched back five yards from our 35-yard line. So Bowerman and Willie Brown now stand at their own 19-yard line away in the kick from Aiden Halliday. Deckerville certainly feels like that uh, if they get a chance to return it, they can get it within that 35-yard line. So taking a little chance, but it's early here. I, I don't mind this call at all. So we'll try this one again. The kick's so nice. We'll do it twice, and there's the kick from the 35. It's a line drive, bounces at the 30, and picked up by Willie Brown at the 21. Comes to the near sideline, he's at the 30, cuts back into the 40. He's still on his feet and gets dragged down the Deckerville 48-yard line, brought down on special teams by Aiden Wills, as well as number 66, Dan Kostreffa, nose guard, 6'2", 272-pound junior. They're going to mark him down right at the 50. That is a nice return of 31 yards for Willie Brown, first and 10 from midfield. And a whole lot better than your own 35. So you, you got to like the decision, trusting your, your special teamers and those up men to make some blocks and spring Willie Brown free. And uh, like I said, great field position with the nose of the football touching midfield. Right on top of the flying D, left right across the radio at the 50-yard line, splitting the hash marks. Bowerman hands off to Willie Brown. A little miscommunication, and Willie Brown bounces off of his left pulling guard and Nicholas Ramey. And this, I guess you could call him for the tackle. Loss of two on the play. They're going to mark him down for a loss of three back of the 47. And Dan Kostreva yeah, uh, was, the, was the guy on the other side of the line and, and kind of got in on the snap count really well. He stood up 43, Nicholas Ramey, and, and when the ball was got into Willie Brown's hand, it was nothing but his own jersey right there, and he bounces off of him for a loss. Not what you want on first down. Bowerman back to pass down the field, and this one's in and out of the hands of the 40-yard line. Pass was intended for Connor Palmer. Good defense there. Gabe Ruggles in protection as well as Caden Rose nearby. Third down and 13 from Deckerville's 47. And, and Bowerman, this, this is the first game, first pass of the season. Just a little slow. Not Nothing wrong with the pass. He threw it where only his guy could get it. But if it comes out quicker, 46, Connor Palmer is open. And, and good job by number three, which is Gabe Ruggles, quarterback his own right, watching the play, is able to get over there, get a hand in his face, maybe even make a deflection and knock down the incomplete pass. Third down and long, 12 yards to go for the Eagles. Two men backfield, two tight ends set, and a swing out to the left side to Willie Brown, cuts back across midfield, cuts back inside to the midfield, and regains about 11 of those needed 13 yards, short of the first down marker. Tackle made by Caden Rose, cornerback out of the secondary for Sacred Heart, short of the first down by two, maybe three yards of the 43-yard line of Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart. Fourth down and three. And that's a huge play because third down and 12 becomes fourth down and it's very manageable. No question about it. Coach Brown would go for it. But too many missed tackles from Mount Pleasant. There's guys laying all over the place. Some of their best players, Gabe Ruggles and Aiden Halliday, you're going to hear their names all night. Both of them laying on the turf as Willie Brown makes a miss and, and gets it down to a good fourth and three. Opportunity for the Eagles now. There's a snap. Same exact play and a good result so far. And looks like he has it by about a half a yard. Great lead block there for Willie Brown. Aiden Halliday on the tackle. and Looks like we have a little poor spot right at the 40-yard line. 
And they're going to say looks like the knee's down inside this side of the 40-yard line. This is more than likely going to be short. This is all going to – the officials are still carrying the football. They've already ruled that this is a turnover on downs. Turnover on downs. I'd like to tell you, I'm on the wrong, I'm the opposite side of that call. I, I thought for sure as that running back, as, as Willie Brown is going down, he's on top of the defender. So that play is still live until he falls out of bounds. So unless he stepped out of bounds that we couldn't see from on this side of the field, uh, I thought he got robbed of a, almost a full yard. But nonetheless, Mount Pleasant gets off the field and a really nice four play series that comes up short for Deckerville and the Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart is on the field of this offense. He ruggles in the shotgun handoff to Aiden Halliday with the carry. He drags his defender all the way to midfield into Deckerville territory to the 49. Tackle made by Ethan Bowerman, defensive end 5'8", 160 pounds senior. 10-yard gain, move the chains, first and 10. And now you're going to see a little more uh, college-like, a little more movement. There's going to be a lot of pre-snap stuff going on. As you'll see, Halliday kind of start by the end, come in motion behind the quarterback. The snap comes out of the shotgun. The handoff right goes right around him and up the left side. And Bowerman's trying to chase him down, but it took a few yards. He's able to drag his way all the way for a 10-yard gain on first down. Ruggles in the backfield by himself in the shotgun. Court calls his own number, cuts back inside, goes inside that inside trap, gets out for about three yards to the 47-yard line to Deckerville. Number 60, Jack Lapp, defensive tackle for the Deckerville Eagles on the stop after a two-yard pickup, second down and eight. And that's, uh, that's where you're going to have to man up because when you go in that side of the field and Deckerville right up their teeth, you're going to get hit. And that's exactly what happens. Gabe Ruggles gets absolutely taken down hard by Jack Lapp. Good hit. That only allowed a two, maybe three-yard gain at the most. Joe McDonald, receiver wide to the left, tight end to the right. Ruggles in the shotgun. Now McDonald in motion to the far side. Ruggles on the quarterback keeper on the option. He goes nowhere and did not... Option that one out, gets back to the original line of scrimmage, maybe a loss of a half a yard, does say no gain. Tackle made once again by Jack Lapp, defensive tackle, 5'7", 150-pound senior, Makins cleaning things up. And I disagree with that. I think he should have made that pitch. I De think so. Deckerville is in tight, in between the hash marks. The entire defense is lined up there, and I think there was some room to attack the outside. It's one-on-one -on -one coverage. Deckerville doesn't even have a deep safety. They're not even worried about the pass. I, I am, but apparently they're not. They trust that these guys are going to win one-on-ones. But it's only a matter of time for Ruggles is going to challenge them down the field. We'll see who can win those one-on-one -on -one battles. Third and eight. Pitch to the left side this time. Brady Groose. And the flag flies at the 48, and they rip him down at the 48 as well on the near sideline. Number nine, Ethan Bowerman in the stop. And this is more going to be a hold against Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart. If they take the penalty, it'll be 10 yards from the spot of the foul at the Deckerville 48-yard line. And this penalty is declined, and they're going to say... Bring up fourth down, eight yards to go. They need to get to the Deckerville 40-yard line. Right to left, Grouse, your radio, Mount Pleasant, Sacred Heart. I'm surprised we still haven't seen a pass yet. That's kind of what they've been known for. This is what they've been talking about is their aerial assault, but not challenging them at all, trying some some unique runs where they bring the wide receiver in motion, some jet sweep style runs, and it did not work there. And They sure look like they're punting away, but Deckerville has nobody back. And now they send Ethan Bowerman deep as... Aiden Halliday waits the punt, and he punts this one a little low, right in the hands of Bowerman at the 19-yard line. And there's going to be a block in the back called by multiple flags. Bowerman gets out to the 34-yard line. Tackle made by number 13, Parker Merriman on special teams on freshman out there. And this is going to mark... Deckerville 15 yards back from the end of the drive. Wow, and unfortunately, that block in the back came right where Ethan Bowerman caught the football. Willie Brown is going to be the guilty party 
as, as Aiden Halliday's kick was supposed to be one of the knuckling low liners that bounces all over the place. He hits a line drive right into the arms of Bowerman. Lots of room to run, an unnecessary block in the back by Willie Brown. With those flags all the way back out by the 25, this is going to cost them big field position. So 15 yards. And they're going to, is it from the spot of the foul? Yes, it is. I so 15 so. yards marched off from the 25, so this should be half the uh, 10 yard penalty. Puts them at the 15 yard line. First in 10 for the Deckerville Eagles with, a 90, or with an 85 yard field in front of them from their own 15 yard line. So much for the, uh, the high scoring affair we were talking about earlier <laughs> yeah. in the game, though, guys. <laughs> so much for that. So we've had a turnover on downs and a punt. Two things we didn't see last week. Oh, neither. Number five quarterback, that would be Cameron Stone. Two quarterback system here for the Eagles, and it's a pitch out to number nine, Ethan Bowerman, former quarterback, and he gets the first down. They're going to say actually stepped out of bounds a yard early. Tackle made by Gabe Ruggles out of the secondary for the Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart. A gain of nine on the play. All the way out to the 23, actually an eight-yard gain, second down and two. Now the last three straight plays have been pitches from that I formation to the left side, to the far side of the field from us, and they've gotten good gains on all of them. Obviously, there's a questionable spot between there, but they found a weakness, and you can see that this Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart team is keeping the run down in the middle, and they're leaving the outside exposed. Split back set, and it's a handoff right up the middle to Bowerman. Gets the first down across the 25 out to the 26-yard line. Has the first down by a yard. Tackle made by Brady Groose. Inside linebacker, six foot, 172-pound senior for a Sacred Heart. Move the chains for the first time for Deckerville. Uh, fullback dive. Just, just hand it off and dive straight ahead. Get that yard, yard and a half that you need. Reset the downs. So, little different look here with, with Cam Smith running the or Cam Stone, excuse me, running the quarterback position. You see Bowerman now take a lot of the reps as the lead running back. So far, he's done a good job. A big first carry. We'll see if he gets another one here. We've played four minutes, eight minutes left in the first. Still no score. Deckerville on their second drive tonight. Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart had a punt, and this one's a handoff to Ethan Bowerman right up the gut of that offense through the trenches across the 30 and out to the 32-yard line stopped by Jason Bogue, a freshman. After a five, maybe six-yard gain, a second down and four. And Josiah Howell, 64, Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart, completely goes untouched in the backfield. Miscommunication by Deckville on the offensive line, but he tackles the quarterback. Quarterback doesn't have the ball. They hand it off to Ethan Bowerman, and he turns it into uh, what could have been a disaster into a nice six-yard run. Second down and four from their own 32-yard line. Cameron Stone under center, going to be calls his own number. Quarterback keeper trying to fight through that line, and somehow he's still turning his legs all the way out to the 35-yard line. Going to mark him down to the 34, short, short of the first down marker by about two yards. Tackle made by number 66, Dan Kostreva on nose guard, 6'2", 272-pound junior. Third down in about a yard and a half. Coach Brown's one of the only uh, coaches I've ever seen call quarterback keepers or quarterback sneaks under center from more than a yard away. He does it quite often. Uh, that time, though, uh, Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart was up for the task. Doesn't allow much there. Third down and a long two to go. Deckerville facing a four-man front from Sacred Heart on defense. Two split back set right up the middle, and Bowerman has the first down, drags his defender all the way out to the 45-yard line after a 10-yard pickup. Tackle made by number 21, C.J. McMahon. Defensive end, six foot, and move the chains for the second time for Deckerville tonight. And it don't matter if you're running, throwing the football or whatnot, you're always setting up the defense for something else. Every single play that Deckerville's ran has gone either up the middle, over the center, or attacking the, the behind their left side of their line. They have not come to this side of the field yet. 
Not sure if they're setting something up or if they found a weakness, but something to keep an eye on. Harbor Beach scores in the very first play on offense, makes the 7 nothing at KPAC. First and 10, Deckerville working off the left hash, left right across your radio, 0-0 ball game, 6-15 left in the first quarter. Cam Stone hands off to Willie Brown, and he's brought down in the backfield for a yard loss. Aiden Halliday, inside linebacker, got through the line and brought him down for the yard loss. Second down and 11 from Deckerville's own 44. And a, a little draw there, delayed handoff. He, he fakes it to the fullback, pulls it out, and then hands it off to the running back. So a delayed handoff to him. Bob Pleasant not fooled. A, a running back in his own right, 13. Wide receiver, Aiden Halliday. Holds his ground, stays disciplined, and makes that stop as Willie Brown tries to cut it outside. High formation, handoff right at the middle to number 17, Tyler Null, the fullback. Gets past the original line of scrimmage out to the 46-and-a-half-yard line. Tackle made by C.J. McMahon, defensive end for the Irish. Third down and eight yards to go from the 47-yard line of Deckerville. Nothing happening there. Two straight runs. He doesn't go for a lot. Third down and long, inching closer to midfield. But you got to expect uh, Coach Brown here, if he gets at least four, he'll be going for it on fourth down. Looks like Ethan Bowerman back at quarterback now. Yes, it is, as they send Cameron Stone wide left, basically at the tight end wingback position. Man in motion, Willie Brown. Pass, looking to throw into his wide right. Open, wide open deep. downfield. This one's underthrown at the 35-yard line. Was intended for Derek Osborne. Tight end got behind the defense unnoticed. And that's saying something for a six foot six, 260-pound junior. Brings up a fourth down and eight. Thank you. I don't know how he slips through anywhere unnoticed, but completely gets behind the defense. The deep safety is your quarterback, Gabe Ruggles. He's one guy that can't allow that to happen. And completely fortunate that that is Ethan Bowerman's second pass attempt of the season because mid-season mid form, that's a touchdown for Deckerville. So Deckerville brings out the punting team. The punt from Cameron Stone, or Ethan Bowerman, he does it all. Nice booming punt, bounces at the 20, inside the 10. Looks like it rolled out of bounds at about the 11-yard line. A beautiful punt from Ethan Bowerman, the man who does it all. And it'll be a first-in-ten scenario for the Irish deep in their own territory with 4.54 left in the, the first quarter. It looks like they're making up for that bad spot earlier as they mark them down at the 8-yard line, first and 10. <laughs> well, I'm just going to leave it at that, but uh, nonetheless, it was, it was a great punt by Ethan Bowerman uh, right down the left side of the line, and it did take a great bounce up the sideline, but Definitely out of bounds at about the 11. You were spot on, but uh, we're going to start this drive from the from the 8 or 7-yard line anyways. They're going to mark him down at the 8-yard line, first and 10, with 4.54 left in the first quarter. Sacred Heart coming up to the line, working off the right hash, right to left cross the radio in their road white uniforms, red helmets, red face masks. What we'll call the Alma Scott A on either side of their helmet. Man in motion, Aiden Halliday, Gabe Ruggles rolling to his right. He's almost going to be sacked and scooped up. Touchdown, but Deckerville. Gabe Ruggles was going down at the very last second, tried to pitch it, and right there was Peter Lapp to find the football in his lap in the end zone. Touchdown, Deckerville, just like that with 4.49 left in the first quarter. Supposed to be a, I'm not sure, but there was some miscommunication. It looked like it's supposed to be a run play, and when Ruggles went to hand it off, there was nobody there. When he rolled right, Bowerman's comes untouched on the blind side, hits him in the back, and instead of taking the safety, he tries to just get rid of it to prevent it. He throws it right into the arms of a Deckerville back, so I would call that a pick six, and then Peter Lapp will get a pick six and a score. First score of the night comes on defense. 
It could have been a safety, resulted now in six points, trying to make this eight points with a two-point conversion. Instead of taking two, you're going to give them six and potentially eight here as they line up for two. Looking to pass, rolling to his right, quarterback keeper for Ethan Bowerman, dies for the pylon, he's in for two. It is eight-nothing. Deckerville leading the Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart Irish with 4.49 left in the first quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. So the Deckerville Eagles on the board for the first time this season at the 449 mark in the first quarter, and it comes on defense as Gabe Ruggles throws what we'll call an interception into the hands of Peter Lapp in the end zone. Touchdown, Deckerville. Two-point conversion from Ethan Bowerman is good. It is 8-0, Deckerville leading as Bowerman's kick bounces at the 19-yard line into the hands of Brady Gruse at the 15, and he's going to be stood up at the 25-yard line, forced out of bounds by three black jerseys, led by the pack of Brady Sharbowski, linebacker, defensive back, 6-foot, 170-pound junior for the Deckerville Eagles. First and 10 for Sacred Heart at their own 25. Well, those are the type of plays on defense that will ignite a crowd and spark this defense to do it again and get off the field. All-important first score of the game to set the pace. Comes on a short pick six. Uh, just a really bad time for Mount Pleasant to have miscommunication <laughs> on offense, uh, leading to a, a veteran quarterback making a, a pretty mediocre decision, just handing Deckerville six free points. But we'll see if they can rebound, or does Deckerville's defense feed on that eight-point lead now? Sacred Heart sends Joe McDonald wide to the right, working out the left hash of their own 25-yard line, right to left across their radio. Man in motion, Aiden Halliday tries to get through the trenches, and Deckerville strips him up at the 27-yard line. That would be Tyler Knoll, defensive tackle, 5'11", 145-pound senior on the trip. Second down and seven. So you see your, your slot running back, slot receiver, whatever you call him, come rotating in the backfield. And what he does when he gets behind the quarterback, they snap the ball, and then he takes the handoff and runs it up the middle, almost like they were in the shotgun formation to begin with. But that time, if you're watching close, the quarterback actually missed it. It skipped off his hands safely into the arms of his running back in the right place at the right time. He's able to plow ahead for three yards. Receiver wide to the left of McDonald. Man in motion. That would be Gruse. And he gets the handoff right through the gut and gets across the 30 and brought down to the 31-yard line by Ethan Bowerman on the defensive end. Short of the first down marker by four yards. Brings up a third and four from the 32-yard line. You'll see Gruse kind of behind the tight end, sometimes in the slot. Goes in motion. When he gets behind the quarterback, that's when they snap the play. He stops, pivots, takes the handoff, and dives straight up the middle. Virtually the same play as last time, just different wide receivers coming in the backfield. Another three-yard gain, third and four for Mount Pleasant. Three and a half to play in the first quarter. It's Deckerville eight, Mount Pleasant, Sacred Heart nothing. Sacred Heart on offense just after that touchdown interception in favor of the Eagles. Shovel pass out forward to number 13, Aiden Halliday from Ruggles. Gets out to the 36-yard line, enough to move the chains. A four-yard gain. Tackle made by Jack Lapp as well as Peter Lapp. The Lap Brothers and first and ten for Sacred Heart. You, you don't see too many shovel passes uh, on Thursday or Friday night no. football. You don't even see them on Saturdays. That's a, a very interesting call there. Works perfectly. Uh, it always looks uncomfortable, and you see that quarterback 
with that little sideways pitch back into the teeth of the defense. But Aiden Halliday's there. He's able to catch it, turn it upfield, and get the four yards needed for a first down. McDonald in motion to the far sideline. Ruggles uh, shuffled and pitched out to the opposite side. There's going to be a hold on this one. Brady Gruce breaks free down to the 30, to the 25, to the 20, 15. In for the touchdown. Touchdown, Mount Pleasant, Sacred Heart. But there's a flag back of the 38-yard line, and more than likely, this one is going to be brought back. Yeah, bring it all back. Jason Bogue, number seven, is going to be the guilty party. But that was a well-designed play as you looked like they were going to run the option. And then that shovel pass, that backside shovel pass to Gross, there was nobody around. And you show him kick it to the outside. But obviously had a little extra help there as number seven is going to bring this play all the way back. So instead of a 62-yard touchdown run, from Brady Gross, it is going to be a 10-yard penalty from the 38 back to the 28-yard line. And it will be a repeat first down. It will be first down and 16. Uh, it's a game-changing play. You get right back in the game, get in, score, chance to tie the game. And instead, now your offense is put in a tough position now with first down and long. First down markers at the 46. They sit at their own 28. First down and 18. In fact, 2.54 left in the first quarter. 8-0 Deckerville leading. Sacred Heart in Deckerville. They did not play last year. They split 2018 and 2019. Both teams holding serve, winning on their home fields. Receiver wide to the right. Joe McDonald ruggles in the shotgun. Has a tight end to his right. Now man in motion to the far. That would be Groose. Quarterback keeper ruggles back inside. Breaks free of one tackle. Comes back to the near sideline. Has a block from the umpire. Cuts back inside. Inside at midfield. Has the first down and inside Deckerville territory to the 49-yard line. Tyler Knoll from the defensive line finally tracks him down. After an 18 yards to the first down marker plus another five for a 23-yard pickup. <laughs> the official was kind of in the way there for a while. It's not necessarily a block, but uh, can't blame the guy. The play is a quarterback snap, direct uh, running back. Uh, I'm sorry, direct snap to the quarterback. He is going to be the running back. It is design run play. He goes to the right side, and when he hits uh, somewhere near that right hash mark, he pivots and cuts back to the opposite side of the field and finds a lot of running room zigzagging through the field. And first down and 18 to go, no big deal. Reset the down, a long run for Ruggles, and now their offense is inside the 50-yard line. Receiver wide right. Halliday in motion, handoff to Halliday on behind right guard and gets out for about five, maybe six yards all the way out to the Deckerville 43-yard line. Tackle made by Ethan Bowerman, defensive end. Second down in three to go after a seven-yard pickup. At Bowerman, though, he's able to get a hold of him, but hangs on for the ride as that play was able to get dragged out for an extra three or four. Nice powerful run there. Second down, three yards to go for Mount Pleasant. Sacred Hearts trying to put their offense together. A minute 52 left here in the first quarter. Deckerville leading 8-0. McDonald wide left. Man in motion, Groose to the inside. Gets the handoff, and, get, and he has the first down. Tackled forward as his helmet falls off. Tackled by Ethan Bowerman out of the 37-yard line of Deckerville. Move the chains for the Sacred Heart Irish. Back to basics for Mount Pleasant. You can see... That slot receiver coming in motion. Again, ball snapped, quick handoff, dive right up the middle. He's able to get the first down for Mount Pleasant, running right at him, and Ethan Bowerman making yet another tackle. He's got five of them already in this first quarter. First and 10. Gabe Ruggles leading rusher for Sacred Heart with three carries, 25 yards. Aiden Halliday, four carries, 19 yards. And Brady Groose, two carries for nine yards. Through the air, just one of four for Gabe Ruggles. 
First and 10 from the Deckerville 37. Ruggles, shovel pass, and it hits the turf, and it's going to be diving. Looks like a maroon jersey's on it. They're going to blow the whistle very early, and they're going to say Aiden Halliday jumped on it before having... It, do, it doesn't matter. It's a shovel pass. It's yeah, an incomplete pass. Yeah, an incomplete pass. I take that back. Once they hit the turf, it was dead. First, second down and 10. That's the way it should be, but it sure looks like they it's, gave him a yard on that recovery. Second down, 10 to go from the Deckerville 37-yard line. We'll just forget that play happened. Minute 25 with the incomplete pass. Second down and 10. I like that ruling there on your part. That's exactly what it is and should be, and that's a pretty close where the ball is. <laughs> Man in motion. Ruggles shuffled past once again, this time to Groose, and gone. he has gone into the end zone. Touchdown, Sagard Hart from 37 yards out on a second and 10, untouched into the end zone. Sagard Hart on the board with a minute 17 left into the first quarter, trying to tie it up with a two-point conversion. This offense is starting to click a little bit. You're seeing these running plays get three and four yards like they want, and then they've, they've hit them with these misdirection runs. We call them shovel passes. I think that's the, the proper definition of them. But they're catching Deckerville, leading towards that run, not expecting, not covering the weak side. And uh, that's a couple big runs now for Mount Pleasant. They're going to line up for the two-point conversion, too. Trying to tie this up at eight apiece. Ruggles in the shotgun, hands it off to Halliday. Halliday is going to be met, and he's in. The two-point conversion is good, and we are tied with a minute 17 left in the first quarter. Eight to eight, Deckerville and Sacred Heart all tied up. 11 minutes into the ballgame. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Tied at eight apiece, Deckerville and Sacred Heart all tied up. After a 75-yard drive, eight plays, three minutes in 32 seconds off the board for Sacred Heart, capped off with a Groose 37-yard shovel catch. Really looked like a handoff, but technically it's a shuffle pass from Ruggles to Ruth Cruz. Two-point conversion from Halliday in for two, makes it eight to eight. A minute 17 left here in the first quarter. Kick from Halliday, bounces at the 21-yard line and sits right up there, scooped up by Willie Brown. He is no one in front of him. He's going to take this one back from the 21. He has no one within 15 yards. Touchdown, Deckerville. 108, and Willie Brown finds the end zone on the kick return for the first time this season. A 79-yard return for Willie Brown, the senior, puts Deckerville back on top. They don't like to score on offense. He's dangerous, but that's how this team is wins. They can beat you in any way. They can beat you on the ground. They can throw it over the top. They beat you on special teams. They score on defense. That's what this team's been known for under the Bill Brown regime, and they do it again. Willie Brown's been the leader in the clubhouse, the, the Devin Esther, so to speak. He finds ways to score and show off that speed. They spend more time on special teams than any team does practicing, and it shows off here again, and they take the retake the lead. 14-8 with a two-point conversion on the way. 105 remains in the first, so for those just joining us and for those keeping score at home, Deckerville's first touchdown was on an interception in the end zone, and their second touchdown was a kick return from Willie Brown. 
Number five at quarterback, that would be Cameron Stone on the going for two. Looking back to pass, has a man wide open in the end zone. The tight end brought in by Connor Palmer. And it is touchdown, two-point conversion, I should say, in favor of the Eagles, leading now 16-8 right here on the WLW Sports Network. 105 remains in the first quarter. 16-8, Decker leads. If anyone ever tells you that eight-player football is boring, tell them to find a new job. It's 16 to 8, 105 left still in the first quarter. We've seen a defensive touchdown. We've seen a kick return. We've seen a brace, big out breakout run. We've seen it all. Three scores between the two teams. The Deckerville Eagles leading by eight points, though, 16 to 8. I'd counter that with saying buy a ticket and go to a game. Yeah, that too. That might be an easier task. Absolutely. And I highly recommend coming to Deckerville for that game, too. <laughs> yes. We do have a new stat that will have Doug Cole. He doesn't even know he's going to be taking this stat here yet. Uh, the sugar beet harvest is taking place two fields away from us, and we want Doug Cole to keep track of how many times that hopper goes back and forth. It has uh, that, to be at least 15 that, trips that, already. That harvest has been long gone. They're, they're, <laughs> they're just bringing in the beets now. Kick bounces all the way in and rolls out of bounds of the eight-yard line and from Bowerman. And so this will result in a flag. Can either re-kick, such as Deckerville forced them to do, or they take it to the 35-yard line. Uh, I think they're going to take it to the 35. They, that's good enough for them. But uh, we're not going to get too much into your farming lessons here, no. but those sugar beets have been done for a while. They're probably putting lime on there, if I had to guess. Good nutrition for the soil. After well, I, I'm looking at the pile against the road there. And long done. Okay. Long done. They're still in the field. <laughs> You'd see a lot more action than just one <laughs> tractor going back and forth. <laughs> Oh, looks like they had a busy few days there, and I think you are right there putting the lime down. First and 10 from their 35-yard line, trailing by eight points. I want I'm, the recording of this. Well, <laughs> I'm going to take your bet on farming any day of the week, Dave. <laughs> Receiver wide in motion. That would be Joe McDonald. And it's a pitch out to McDonald. Hits the ground, and Deckerville looks like he's going to jump on it at Bowerman. the 33-yard line. Guess who? Ethan Bowerman picks up the fumble. And this is going to give Deckerville the ball back and on the short side of the field. First and 10. And Sigurd Hart coughs it up on another first play of their drive. Oh, and it just gives Deckerville excellent field position. It's a, it's a, it's a good pitch, too. Gabe Ruggles pitches it right into the arms of Aiden Halliday. Had it wasn't it Aiden Halliday, Halliday that yes. fumbles it 13. And Joe McDonald, actually. Oh, McDonald had 23. Well... Either way, that was a good pitch right into the arms, right at the bottom of the numbers. No excuse for that was not hit and just coughs it up. Hits his leg, kicks forward, and Ethan Bowerman, of all guys, recovers. Cameron Stone to Ethan Bowerman on the pitch to the right side. Has a lead blocker. Ethan Bowerman breaks out of one tackle and runs out of bounds inside the 20. Going to mark him down at the 16-yard line, forced out of bounds by Jason Bogue. Move the chains for the Deckerville Eagles. First and 10 from their... Sacred Heart, 16. And you can feel the momentum just completely change. The wind out of the sails from Mount Pleasant and all of these maroon jerseys here as they push it down the field on first down with a big gain by Bowerman. Inside the 20, looking to score again. Before the game started, Dan Brown told me that he just hopes to get out of that first quarter in one piece within playing no game last week. I think they're going to do that. 52 seconds left here in the first. going to be a handoff right up the middle to Willie Brown. Gets across the 15, brought down by C.J. McMahon, defensive end, after a three, maybe four-yard gain. Second down and seven inside the 15 of the 13-yard line. Far right side of your radio. That quick dive right up the middle. Willie Brown pushes ahead. 
They give them three on the play as we roll down to 30 seconds left in this first quarter. Second down, seven. Under 30 remains in the first quarter. Deckerville 16, Sager Hart 8. This drive set up by a fumble recovery. Ethan Bowerman gets the handoff, forces his way down to the 10-yard line for a three-yard pickup. Tackle made by Brady Gruse, and that will be the end of the first quarter with Deckerville leading by eight points, 16-8, to eight, right here on the WLW Sports Network, your home for high school football. 16-8, to eight, Deckerville leads Sager Hart after one. We switch sides of the field. Deckerville leading 16-8 after 12 minutes of play. And they are knocking on the door. It's a third down and four from the 10-yard line of Sacred Heart. They started this drive with a 32-yard line on the plus side of the field, set up due to that fumble recovery on Sacred Heart's first play of the offensive drive. Two, two turnovers, the, the story of this game so far. Deckerville scoring on special teams, scoring on defense, and now trying to score for the first time on offense. High formations, Cameron Stone, pitch out to Ethan Bowerman, cuts it back out, hits positive yards and drags his defenders all the way down to the five-yard line, a five-yard gain. Tackle made by Gabe Ruggles out of the secondary, and it's enough to move the chains. Yes, it is a first and goal situation for Deckerville. A great run by Bowerman because he was down right the line of scrimmage. Brady Gruce just flat-out misses him. Ethan Bowerman's able to shake that tackle, showcase a little strength, and push his way down for the first down marker. Now it's first First and goal from just inside the five. Goal three! Goal three! Bill Brown calling the play into his huddle. Cameron Stone acting quarterback. Two quarterback system here between Cameron Stone and Ethan Bowerman wreaking havoc for the Sacred Heart Iris so far. Willie Brown in a tailback. And it's going to be handoff to Ethan Bowerman going to the far sideline. Two white jerseys on him. Nothing going there. Looks like he may be a loss of a yard on the play. Tackle made by C.J. McMahon. You're going to mark him down at the original line of scrimmage. Still at that five-yard line. Second down and five. Just going nowhere. Tries to kick it outside. and Nowhere to run. White jerseys everywhere. Bowerman goes down for a short loss on the play. But still second down and goal at the five. 11 minutes before half is over. 16-8. to eight. Deckerville leading Sacred Heart in week number two of the season. Deckerville's first game of the season last week resulted in a forfeiture win in favor of the Eagles as they traveled all the way down to Auburn Hills on a hot and sticky night on a bus. Got there and they had no refs. They tried to find a second crew. They agreed to it. And then those refs said, no, we can't make it. Forfeiture for the Eagles. Handoff to Ethan Bowerman right at the middle. Dragged down to the goal line as he in. They reached out and a touchdown. Deckerville. Ethan Bowerman on a second effort lunges the ball across the end zone line in for the score. Five-yard pickup in the first offensive touchdown of the night for the Deckerville Eagles. All right, third score of the night, but first one traditionally on offense, and uh, rightfully so, it's Ethan Bowerman that punches it in. He recovers the fumble, and he gets rewarded with the touchdown, and he gets to take a break. Is uh, Looks like number five is going to come in. Cam Stone's going to run the offense. High formation, rolling to his right, looking back to pass. Releases out into double coverage there in the back of the end zone. Intended for Derek Osborne, falls incomplete. So it remains a 14-point lead for the Deckerville Eagles, 22-8 with 10-29 left in the first half. Right here on the WLW Sports Network, Deckerville leads by 14.
Deckerville strikes for the third time tonight. First time on offense. Ethan Barman on a five-yard run. The two-point conversion incomplete on the pass. Makes it 22-8. Deckerville leading as Bowerman's kick comes in at the 16-yard line. Brought in by Brady Groose. He breaks free of one tackle. Runs right into three Baroon jerseys. And they stand him right up at the 34-yard line. He could have ran anywhere on that field except he went right there. Leading the way was Ethan Bowerman, the kicker. Shocker there. Ethan Bowerman in on the tackle on special teams. That guy's all over the place. Nicholas Ramey almost lost a shoe there. I thought there was going to be an injury there for a second. Instead, it's just a, a loose boot. First and 10 for Sagard Hart, trailing by 14 points. 10-21 before the half is over at their own 34-yard line left right across your radio. Yeah, Deckerville's just rolling on all cylinders here. So for, if, for Mount Pleasant, if, if they want to hang around here, they, they could use a score here, but preferably one that takes a few minutes off the board and, <laughs> and, and try to cool off this Deckerville offense. But they are starting to roll now. Ruggles in the shotgun. Hands it off to his third man in motion, Aiden Halliday, around the right end or near the sideline. And he's still in Deckerville territory and forced out of bounds and tripped up at the 30-yard line. As 17, Tyler Knoll leaves his feet to make the tackle of the 28 in their own territory. And this will move the chains with some ease from the 34 all the way down to the 27. At that same rotation, you see him come out of the wide receiver position, get in the backfield, and this time, instead of going up the middle, he pivots and it's a race to the sideline. He gets there first. There's no Deckerville jerseys there to force him out. He tight walks the sideline, and I thought he was gone, but Tyler Knoll is able to dive and just make that shoestring tackle to prevent a touchdown. But a big gain from Mount Pleasant now inside the 30 of Deckerville. 39-yard run for Aiden Halliday. This time it's a handoff to Brady Groose right up the middle, and Deckerville sniffed him out before it was even started. No gain in the play at the 28-yard line. Leading the way was Connor Palmer, defensive end, 6'2", 215-pound junior. Second down and 10. Yeah, that not going forward quickly when you run into him. He pushes you back a couple yards. No gain on the play. Great stop there by Deckerville, the fourth, second down and 10. Not phased by the big gain allowed. They come right back and make a good disciplined play and stop that run right up the middle. Both teams with four first downs on the night. Deckerville, though, with 22 points. Sacred Heart with eight, but two turnovers for the Sacred Heart Irish, setting up two of those touchdowns. Receiver wide to the right. Ruggles in the shotgun, now man in motion, Aiden Halliday to the left side. Pitches it out to Halliday. He brings it in the pitch, and Deckerville is quick to medium outside for no gain. Brought down by, guess, Ethan Bowerman on the stop. No gain, third down and 10. Absolutely. He does a great job, and you can tell he plays quarterback, tell he plays running back. He understands what they're trying to do on offense, and as the D end, he jumps out to stop the quarterback, but he doesn't pursue him. He holds his ground, and he forces the quarterback to pitch it. And as that ball goes by him, he's able to turn around and still make the tackle on the on the running back that they pitched it to for a very short gain. From the 28-yard line of Deckerville, Sagard Hart trying to strike here. They trailed by 14 points, eight and a half before the half is over. Third and 10. Left or right across the radio. Ruggles in the shotgun. Pitched right inside to Groose shuffle pass, and this one's going to be again. into the end zone. Touchdown, Brady Groose on the shuffle pass in front, and this will be in six points for Sagan Hart. Brings him back within one possession. It's now 22-14. to 14. Deckerville leading by eight points, 8-14 left in the second quarter. And that play has worked, and it, I'm looking at Dan over here, and he can feel the same thing. Like, it's coming. Like, that little shovel pass misdirection. The quarterback sells it well. He's looking 
to the right and makes a no-look pass. That shovel pass, it's only about two or three yards right in front of him, but he knows exactly where that end running back is going to be coming back the other way. And when Groose gets it and gets around his, his guard, there's no maroon jerseys anywhere as Groose is able to stroll into the end zone. Going for two, handoff right up the middle to Halliday, gets down to the end zone line. They're going to say no. <laughs> the far sideline judge says no. Two-point conversion's no good. 22-14, Deckerville leads by eight points. 8-14 left in the second quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. Eight fourteen left in the second quarter. Sacred Heart finds the end zone for the second time. It's now an eight-point ball game. Deckerville twenty-two, Sacred Heart fourteen. That drive consisted of four plays covering sixty-six yards. Two minutes and fifteen seconds off the clock. Capped off with a Groose twenty-eight-yard catch on the shovel pass from Ruggles. Two-point conversion is no good as the run was stopped at the one-inch line. Twenty-two fourteen. Deckerville leading by eight points. This one's going back and forth. We'll see what Willie Brown can do this time. But you know they're going to try to keep, kick it away from him. At this point, <laughs> might as well just attempt an onside kick. Just Honestly. keep it away from him. Yeah, until Ethan Bowerman's suddenly on the spot, and he <laughs> takes it in for 70 yards. <laughs> Aiden Halliday, kicker for this team, has his hand up at the left side 40-yard line. And this one kicks one right out of bounds. Bounces at the 18-yard line. Out of bounds, so my guess is Deckerville's going to say, let's re-kick this one. Well, I completely agree with you. And I, they already showed why they're going to do it. You're going <laughs> to you're gonna back up five yards, and we're going to make you do it again. It, it, they're winning the field position battle. They're, they're not satisfied with the 35-yard line. They know this is a position of strength for them, and they're going to expose Mount Pleasant all night long if they're going to allow them to. So Aiden Halliday sets the tee up at the 35-yard line this time, left right across your radio. 8-14 left in the second quarter, 22-14, Deckerville by eight points. Willie Brown now runs up to his own 20-yard line. Ethan Bowerman at the other hash at the 20 on the far right side of your radio. 8-14, 22-14 score. I'm just surprised there isn't a just hit the top of the football as hard as you can, squib it up the middle, <laughs> Let's make somebody else jump on it. As Bowerman and Brown are the only ones within 25 yards, and they bounce this one right in direct snap into Bowerman's hands, goes to the far sideline. Trying to find a seam, breaks through two tackles, still drags his defender across the 45 and brought down at the 46-yard line. A nice return of about 20 yards for Bowerman. First and 10, and we have a defender slow to get up there for Sacred Heart. That'd be number 13, the kicker, Aiden Halliday, inside linebacker and a halfback. First and 10 for Deckerville. Favorable field position at their own 46. And that's exactly why. That, that's the worst-case scenario for Deckerville. That, that's what Coach Brown and Coach Brown want to do. They, they want you to make mistakes like that. They want you to be afraid of their kick returner. And I said that was one of their shortest returns yet, but they're still going to start on their own 46-yard line. Keeping things tight. Two tight ends set, two men backfield in the eye. It's a pitch out to the left side to Willie Brown, trying to find the seam, cuts back inside, and is going to be dropped at the 45-yard line for a loss of a yard. Sigurd Hart's number 66, Dan Kostreva, nose guard, 6'2", 272-pound junior on the stop for a loss. Second down and 11. That uh, was a fun battle to watch there. 17, Tyler Knoll of Deckerville, and 13, Aiden Halliday battling all the way to the sideline. But Halliday 
Never gets, he's not going to get credit on that play, but he took the sideline away and forced Willie Brown to come back to the middle of the field where his other defenders are, and he gets hit in the backfield for a short loss. So Halliday making a great play, even though Tyler Noll had him blocked out the entire time, but cut off the route, forced him to change directions, and the defense is able to clean him up. Second and 11, 7.20 left in the second quarter. Clock rolling down here, working off the left hash. Cameron Stonehead quarterback for the Eagles. Trying to go for the hard count here. Sacred Heart nearly went for it. This time it's a handoff to Willie Brown. Roll through one tackle and lunges his way across midfield to the Sacred Heart 49-yard line for a six-yard gain. Tackle made by Sacred Heart's 13, Aiden, Aiden, Aiden Halliday, Halliday, inside linebacker on the stop. Six-yard gain, third down and five. And like I said, Aiden Halliday had him with a one-yard gain, had him right there. But that's what I love about these Deckville running backs. It doesn't matter if it's Willie Brown. It doesn't matter if it's Ethan Powerman. One-yard gain should have been a one-yard gain, but he's able to squirm out of that tackle, dive ahead, get everything he possibly could <clears throat> to get third down and five instead of third down and eight. Six and a half left in the first half. Man in motion, Cameron Stone, Ethan Bowerman in the direct snap and shotgun, going to keep it for himself, and he has the first down, lowers that shoulder and gets across the 45 down to the 43-yard line. Has the first down marker by a yard, a gain of six. Tackle made by C.J. McMahon, defensive end for Sacred Heart. Move the chains for the Eagles. And that early in this first, early in the first quarter, we saw Deckerville with some runs to the outside that were successful. Took him a little while to get back to it, but I love the play call. You're seeing Mount Pleasant really bottle up to try to take away those dives and those hard-earned straight-ahead runs. That time, Ethan Bowerman takes a direct snap from the shotgun, runs right to the sideline, and has lots of room to get a first down. In the shotgun, Bowerman hands it off to Willie Brown coming around the left end of the line, across the 40, still on his feet, enforced out of bounds by two white jerseys. After a four-yard gain, Gabe Ruggles out of the secondary forces him out. Nice little pickup there for Willie Brown. Stops the clock with 6.16 left in the first half. 22-14, Deckerville by eight points. Second down and six. Absolutely, just nice run. Right back to the outside, opposite side of the field, the wide side. Let Willie Brown use his speed, and just the angle alone is going to get Willie Brown four yards. Those white jerseys just too long to rotate over, and they take advantage of it. Second down and six. From the 39 of Mount Pleasant, Sacred Heart, 22-14. Deckerville leading by eight points. Deckerville scored on an interception touchdown, a kick return, one touchdown on offense, and now they're on offense once again. Bowerman on the quarterback keeper out of the shotgun has room to run across the 35 and upended forward real close to that line of gain all the way out to the 37-yard line. Gabe Ruckles on the stop. It looks like he's going to be short of the first down by about a yard, a nine-yard gain, third down, and a yard to go. Yeah, maybe even a little less than that, but a nice run by Bowerman. I love the read option there by, by Bowerman. He's able to show that handoff to Willie Brown. He's had a couple carries in a row successfully. He pulls it back out of his arms and keeps it right up the middle and Lowers the shoulders for a good gain. I thought he had the first down, but this is going to be very, very close depending on the spot. So they bring the sticks out, trying to measure this one out, see if it is indeed enough for the first down. Getting these in position. And he's going to be short by a wholesome t t football and a half. So third down in a less than a yard to go. 6.07 left in the second quarter. Deckerville by eight points on offense, trying to march down the field. They've had four. For, excuse me, five first downs in this ball game. They've held the ball for roughly eight minutes so far. It's been some big plays. We saw the defense, the defense score. We saw the kick, a kick return. 
we saw a 70-yard touchdown called back already today. So the, the drives on the first downs today just haven't been that long. So, But Deckerville here eating some clock. We're at 6.07 left to go in the half and third down and very short to go for the Eagles. Split back set for Deckerville. Cameron Stone under center. Two tight ends set as well, and we have timeout called by the Deckerville Eagles. Bill Brown wants to set something up with his quarterbacks. 6.05 left here in the second quarter. 22-14, Deckerville by eight points. Six oh five left in the second quarter. Deckerville calls their first timeout of this ball game. First timeout between the two teams, in fact. Deckerville has two remaining. Sacred Heart's trying to take them home with them. They have all three remaining. Third down in just a yard to go for the Deckerville Eagles. As they've accumulated twenty-three plays for ninety-three yards in offense, they also have three plays for one hundred and thirty yards on special teams. Altogether, two hundred and twenty-three yards for twenty-six total plays of all-around and all-purpose offense for the Eagles. Third down in a yard to go coming out of the timeout. Ethan Barman in the extended shotgun. The backs are set behind the tight ends now. Willie Brown in motion. Ethan Brown or Ethan Bowerman looking to pass and throws this downfield. It is in the hands and is caught at the 30-yard line. They're going to say it is a catch brought in by the tight end, Connor Palmer, 6'2", 215-pound junior. And this is enough to move the chains, but he had the other tight end wide open downfield. But he was under pressure, yes. so that throw is it was just not available to him. He had to roll out to buy some time, and he does so finding his other tight end. Just found himself right in front of the first down marker by the sideline. Connor Palmer sets up, shows his number, and under pressure, Bowerman's able to flip it to him for a first down. Great, great job by Bowerman to keep that play alive and makes an accurate throw to his wide open tight end. And uh, I love the play call. I mean, oh, third yeah. down one, if it's incomplete, no big deal. They're going for it. They're going to push the pile ahead. But I love the play action pass there, and it works for Deckerville. Reset the downs, first down, 22 yards to go. First and 10 from the 30-yard line. Sixth first down of the night. Willie Brown gets the handoff coming to the near sideline. His speed, he's fast. He breaks through one tackle, and he's pushed out of bounds. Pushed out of bounds by Brady Groose all the way down to the 10-yard line. For a 20-yard pickup, Willie Brown, he's got some speed in those legs and stops the clock with 5.17 left in the second quarter. Move the chains once again. And two of Mount Pleasant's better players and Gabe Ruggles and Aiden Halliday, 3-13. and 13. I'm not sure what happened there, but they lost track of the sideline, kind of dove ahead and uh, completely took themselves out of the play. As we shift here in the tower, beautiful tower, except we have a a wall of OSB to our left, which cuts off about the last 20 yards or so, just based on how we're set up. If we had smaller gear, we'd be able to see the field. That's not going to happen. It's, it's my own fault. <laughs> first and 10, first down markers inside the one-yard line. Ethan Bowerman keeper for himself. He's inside, down all the way down to the five, and somehow he has this tendency to drag white jerseys with him for about three or four more yards. Tackle made by Aiden Halliday. Bowerman with a five-yard gain. Both of these running backs, if one, if one defender comes up to them, they're, they're getting at least three more yards after getting hit. It's completely, it's so impressive how low they run to the ground, great center of balance, and they're able to drag defenders those extra couple yards, and that's huge. I mean, instead of second down and eight, it's second down and five, and that's a big difference, and the whole playbook is open now for Coach Brown. Second down, 
Now they're going to say it's goal to go. From the five-yard line, 4.30 left in the first half. 22-14, Deckerville knocking on the door. Pitch out to Bowerman. Has a lead blocker. Gets inside the two, and he's going to be short of the end zone line, and now they're going to say third down in a goal to go from the two-yard line, a three-yard gain for Ethan Bowerman. And Bowerman again putting that shoulder down. He runs into two def- <clears throat> two defenders, and they're able to stop that forward movement short of the goal line, but inching closer just inside the two-yard line. Looks like they mark it down at the one. Third down and one to go for Gabe, Deckerville for a score. Gabe Ruggles on the stop. That's his fifth tackle tonight. Aiden Halliday has six tackles, including one tackle for a loss. Third and goal to go from the one-yard line for the Deckerville Eagles working off the right hash. Cameron Stone under center as Willie Brown and Ethan Bowerman split back set on either side of them. Handoff to Willie Brown inside, untouched. Touchdown, Deckerville. Willie Brown gets in from one yard out and tacks on the fourth score of the night, his second all-purpose touchdown this evening with 3.41 left in the first half. It's now Deckerville, 28. Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart, 14, with a two-point version still upcoming. So, eye formation, Cameron Stone under quarterback, under center. And he's going to roll to out to his left, looking back to pass, and it's brought in as he hit the pylon. No. He did hit the pylon. Looks like he stepped out of bounds, though, as Tyler Null brought in the catch. Two-point conversions, no good. Knocked out of bounds by Joe McDonald. So the score remains 28-14. to 14. Sounds like a normal score, but we've brought a very unusual way to get there. 3.41 left in the second quarter. Deckerville 28, Mount Pleasant Sigurd Hard 14 on the WLW Sports Network. left in the second quarter still. Deckerville leading by 14 points. That drive consisted of four minutes and change, covering 54 yards, 10 plays. Deckerville now has 28 plays of offense of the night, makes it 28-14 after a Willie Brown one-yard dive for the score. The two-point conversion is no good on the catch. Brought in by Tyler Knoll. And now a 14-point lead. Deckerville doubling up Sacred Heart, 28-14 with 3.41 before the halftime locker room. What a great drive. They slowed down the pace a little bit, gave their defense a break. Their offense takes some time off the clock. They go up two full scores, but 3.40 to go was plenty of time for this high-powered offense. But Deckerville now with an opportunity to go in the locker room up two. They want to keep it that way. A high-ranging Kick to second base brought in by number 13, Aiden Halliday. Brought into the 30-yard line. He gets all the way out to the 48-yard, 47-yard line. Tackle made by Parker Merriman and Tyler Knoll on the stop. Actually, Tyler Knoll leading the way there. First and 10 for Sacred Heart. 334 left before the second quarter is out. Sacred Heart trails by 14. Remind me again, did Mount Pleasant win the coin toss? Yes, they did, and they elected it first. So this is this is a big series here for the Deckerville defense because if Mount Pleasant scores, they get the ball first to start the second half. So a big momentum change opportunity here for the Deckerville defense to shut that door right now and not allow Mount Pleasant to get in that routine. And Dan Brown takes his second timeout for the Deckerville Eagles, looking at the offense and wants to set something up here with 3.18 left in the second quarter. Deckerville 28, Sacred Heart 14 in the WLW Sports Network.
First and 10 for Sacred Heart at their own 47-yard line. Left or right across your radio, they trail Deckerville 28-14. If you hear that noise in the background, that would be the air compressor refilling due to so many horns already tonight for the Deckerville offense. is scoring four times, a t- interception touchdown, a kick return, and now two offensive runs in for the score. That's absolutely right. They've, they've beaten this team in many different ways, but as much as they've They've scored four times, and in different ways, it feels like they've dominated this game, but it's just not out of the realm here for Mount Pleasant to score in three minutes, go into that locker room, down one score, and you get the ball first. They could completely change this game. So this series means a ton for both teams, and I really believe if Deckerville can keep this ball out of the end zone, this game's going to be theirs to lose. Even though Deckerville's never trailed this game, it still feels very tight, and it feels like it could break out at any second for either team. This one's a pitch forward to number 13, Aiden Halliday, and Deckerville does not let this one go for any longer than two yards out to the 49-yard line. Tackle made by Chase Lamont. And what do you think that timeout was about? <laughs> I wonder. They set it up, and it goes, guys, remember for the shovel pass. They've scored twice on that shovel pass, and I've Got to believe that that's what Coach Brown on defense called to remind his guys where that play is, where it's going, and what to look for. And you can see there were defenders everywhere. That shovel pass only goes for two, maybe three yards. Jack Lapp on the tackle, not Chase Lamont. Back to pass. It's brought in by Brady Groose, and Deckerville swarms to the ball on the catch right into that first down marker. They're going to stay tackled inbounds. Tackle made by Peter Lapp this time, short of the first down marker by a yard. And it is going to be third down in a yard to go. That was a well-defended play by Deckerville, but an even better pass by Ruggles as that wide receiver goes in motion, fakes the handoff, and then as he swings around to the right side of the field, it's a lob pass, and he's got to lob it perfectly over that defender, and he does, and Gruce is able to take it for a first down. Deckerville crowding the box. The running back slipped in the backfield down, and Ruggles had to hang on to it, and Deckerville swarms the quarterback, brings him down for a loss. Leading the way was Brady Sharbowski, linebacking as well as defensive back, and we have a timeout called by Sacred Heart trying to conserve some play clock here with a minute 55 left in the second quarter. Sacred Heart facing a fourth and four now at Deckerville's 46-yard line. Dave Hansen, what's Sacred Heart saying up? Deckerville's starting to stop that reverse going back the other way with that shovel pass. But what is Deckerville now trying to assume that Sacred Heart is going to do here? I, that's the only play that's beat him, so I think you got to stop that. If you allow a first down, it's not the end of the world. There's, there's only a minute 55 to go, and they still have to go over 45 yards on you. But I think you got to take away the play that's beaten you the most, and that's that shovel pass. And that's a tough break there for Mount Pleasant because – He slipped they, right up. Completely. They were running that read option about ready to break and make that play and get that yard that they needed. Instead – uh, Halliday falls down, and Ruggles does the right thing. He just kind of goes forward. It could have been a loss of five. Instead, it was just a loss of three. But nonetheless, instead of fourth down and one or a reset of downs, now it's fourth down and four, and this changes things. This is Deckerville's opportunity to turn this game around. Handoff right up the middle to Aiden Halliday. Oh, no. He is gone no. at the 30-yard line, down to the 20. Touchdown, Sigurd Hart with a minute 48 left. Wait but we second. have flags back at the 40-yard line. That could potentially negate yet another touchdown for Sagard Hart tonight. As it stands right now, Aiden Halliday broke out for a 47-yard run into the end zone. As the white camp, Paul Bender, talks with the officials, 
Mike Day, Tony Kubik, and Mike Del Pierre, four-man crew, and it is indeed a hold against Sacred Heart, so don't even look at that touchdown. Take the points off the board, and instead of a 47-yard run into the end zone, it's a 10-yard penalty against the Irish. So now instead of a fourth and four, it's a fourth and... About six, maybe seven, right? Balls right at midfield at the 50. Oh, there was a huge hole to run through. They just went with a straight dive right into Deckerville's defense. And when Halliday cut it outside, there was nobody there. It was a race that he was not going to lose. But on the far side of the field where we couldn't see it, the old yellow flag brings that play back. And <clears throat> fourth down and four turns into a touchdown. Call it back. Fourth down and seven now for the Irish to get a first down. Deckerville's defense gets another shot to get off the field. Joe McDonald wide right at re wide receiver. Man in motion, Brady Groose. Handoff to Groose right up the middle. And Deckerville stops him well short of the first down marker at the Deckerville 47-yard line. After a six-yard gain leading the way was Jack Lapp, defensive tackle. That 5'7", 150-pound senior for the Deckerville Eagles. Turnover on downs. Gives the ball back to the Deckerville Eagles 101 seconds before halftime. A very conservative play call. They go back to the exact same play just the different the other back that comes in motion straight ahead they get six but come up about a yard and a half short and now with that ball at their own 46 minute 40 to go a timeout in their pocket i don't know how aggressive deckerville is going to be here but they they're certainly going to in my opinion run the ball and attack the sideline see if those sweeps that worked early can get them some good gain some good yardage and get out of bounds and stop the clock first and ten Ethan Bowerman looking to pass, has white jerseys all over him, tries to break out, and he lets this one loose, and it is caught for a loss on the very last second. It's amazing that Ethan Bowerman was able to get that one away. Brought in by Connor Palmer in the backfield for a yard loss at the 44-yard line. Second down in 11. Clock continues to roll here with a minute 20. You're absolutely right. That, that was a completely – it was all Ethan Bowerman there. There were three white jerseys that got into the backfield, did not fall for the, the play-action run. And Bowerman's able to escape three defenders to throw that ball and complete it for a yard loss. He saved about eight, and the clock gets the roll. Two bags set behind the tight ends. Willie Brown gets the handoff, comes down to the inside line here, gets to midfield after a hard-fought six-yard gain. A tackle made by Gabe Ruggles out of the secondary for the Irish. Third down in five and a half to go for the Eagles. Less than 45 seconds to play here in the first half. Very surprised Mount Pleasant hasn't called a timeout just to try to get a, a punt return. And, and, but uh, they seem pretty content to be down two scores here. Third down and six for Deckerville's offense as the clock rolls under 30 seconds to go in the half. Bowerman in shotgun, keeps it for himself right at the middle, dives for White. He has room to run, has the first down inside the 40, breaks for you that tackle, comes to the near sideline, down to the 20-yard line, to the 15, and is tackled forward all the way down to the 12-yard line. Joe McDonald saves the touchdown for the for the Irish, and the Eagles are back inside the red zone with 17 seconds before the half. They're calling in a play to try to hurry up and take advantage of the clock being stopped to reset the chains. Clock still not rolling here. Chains are still getting set, and now we have a timeout, the third and final timeout called by Bill Brown and the Eagles in this first half with 17 seconds left in the second quarter. Deckerville knocking on the door yet again. It's 28-14 Eagles over the Irish. I love it. They ran it up the middle to make sure that they didn't go out of bounds and they could run this clock out. Instead, Bowerman ends up exploding, breaking tackles, getting out to the sideline, 
tackled by the last guy possible. And all of a sudden, with the ball at the 11-yard line, you can bet Coach Brown calls his last time out. This is a chance to really put a dagger in this game and completely go into halftime with Mount Pleasant nowhere near three scores down. 17 seconds left at the half in the Harbor Beach K-Pack game. 41-8, Harbor Beach leads. The only K-Pack score in that one was a kick return for the score. Sandusky trails Marlette. We do believe 15 to six in that ball game. And Badax leading Cassidy 27 nothing at halftime. So Badax continues the roll through six quarters of the season. Already one and zero. On their well on their way to two and zero, taking out Cassidy in the first half so far. Deckerville back on the field. Cameron Stone under center. Handoff, or back to pass, rolling to his right, back to wide open inside the end zone. It is caught by Ethan Bowerman. Who else? Cameron Stone brings in the re Cameron Stone throws the ball to Ethan Bowerman, who brings in the reception for the score with 11 seconds left in the first half. It's now Deckerville 34, Irish 14, with 11 seconds left in the second quarter. Well, you got to believe that a pass is coming because an incomplete pass allows you to have another play. A run pretty much ends the half if you don't score, and I love it. They, they fake the handoff to Bowerman. They have Cameron Stone roll out to the right. The whole play goes to the right except one person, Bowerman, out of the backfield, and he leaks over for a wide-open score. Stone throws it into the end zone. This pass is incomplete. The two-point conversion, no good. So Deckerville leads by 20 points, 34-14, to 14, with 11 seconds left in the second quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Deckerville has had the ball for 13 minutes and 56 seconds in this first half with just 11 seconds remaining. That last drive consisted of four plays covering 54 yards in a minute 33 capped off with a Cameron Stone 11-yard throw to Ethan Bowerman in for the catch. Two-point conversion in the pass failed. It's now 34-14. Deckerville leads by 20 points over the Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart Irish still in the second quarter. Coaches and, frankly, everyone was a little concerned how sluggish Deckerville would be coming into this ball game with no game last week due to that forfeiture win. But certainly, they're making up for lost time here in the first half. Ethan Bowerman, ready to kick things off from his own 40. High kick brought in or bounces at the 23-yard line, takes a Deckerville bounce into the hands of Groose, and he's tackled forward out to the 28-yard line for an 8-yard re return. And with six seconds left, we have a timeout called by the Irish here. Their second timeout of this first half. Trying to set up that old-fashioned 20-point play here. <laughs> I think they'd be happy with a six- or seven-point play here, Clark. But, uh, yeah, with, with six seconds to go, they're going to run one play. I don't know if they have some sort of uh, hook and ladder, some sort of reverse. I, I don't know if they have anything like that in the playbook. But uh, this is a tough spot for Mount Pleasant. They had a chance with three minutes to go with the football to make it a one-score game going into halftime. And instead, a bad penalty takes points off the board. They Again. turn it over on downs. Again. And then Deckerville's Bowerman makes him pay with a long run, gets it inside the, the red zone. Deckerville's able to use their last timeout, go right into the playbook, and call that old 
reverse pass where he wheel route right out of the backfield, wide open the end zone, no one near him. Just a great series of events by the Deckerville offense. And they haven't played much football this year, but they look midseason form ready to go. This is a team that should be talked about the way we've seen them play this first half. <laughs> no kidding. Decker, uh, Sacred Hart has four penalties this evening for 30 yards. Two of those have negated touchdowns. Receiver wide to left, Ruggles in the shotgun, hands it off to Aiden Halliday. Three seconds left, this will be it. He's across midfield, and it's going to be brought down at the 44-yard line by Deckerville's secondary. Leading the way was Tyler Null, and we have reached halftime with a 20-point lead for the Deckerville Eagles, 34-14, to as Aiden Halliday is slow to get up there, hard hit to end that first half. The Deckerville Eagles at home leading in week number two, their first home game of the season by 20 points. After 24 minutes of play, Deckerville 34, Sacred Heart 14 at halftime.